I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I am your host, Kurt Sandig, and this edition of Paranormal Almanac, we'll be talking about ghost stories. But not just any old ghost stories. These are my favorite kind of ghost stories. These are listener ghost stories. That's right, ghost stories from you, my faithful listeners, the people that make this podcast worth doing, and the only reason I'm doing it. It's for you guys. So these stories are from you, so I hope you like them. Thank you so much for all the great stories I've received from you, the listeners, so far. And if you have a real ghost story, or any story you think should be covered on Paranormal Almanac, please message me on Facebook at Paranormal Almanac. But before I jump into the spoopy, let me just talk about orbs for a second. This is my own little personal rant here. You can't watch anything about ghosts without someone talking about orbs. For the record, I don't believe in 99.9% of orb stories. Orbs are dust or other airborne particles, and unfortunately, most of the places people hunt ghosts are very dusty, and it doesn't take much for the dust to be kicked up and caught on film. If you don't believe me, just do this. Take out your cell phone, turn on the flash, and then dust a room. Once you've dusted a room, take your camera and take a photo. I guarantee you, you'll find one orb, if not more, in the picture. It's very easy to do. Orbs aren't real. So, sorry, I just don't believe in orbs. And orb believers out there, unless you can convince me otherwise, I'm just not an orb believer. But I do believe in ghosts, and there are different kinds of hauntings that I think we should talk about before we get into the ghost stories. There's residual, intelligent, and poltergeist. And given that you chose to listen to a podcast with paranormal in the title, I'm guessing you know this stuff, so I'll be brief. The first one is residual haunting, or place memory hauntings. They're like a video loop of a scenario or a scene that plays over and over, and the ghost is just a remnant of a past traumatic event. These types of hauntings are the most common, and oftentimes occur where the land under or surrounding the hauntings has a large quartz or limestone deposit. Let's just talk about that for a second. It's a scientific fact that quartz can store information. They're used in technology. So who's to say that events aren't being recorded by natural quartz deposits? Like a record being formed, the information is just recorded or stored. The theory goes that crystals such as quartz and limestone and flowing electrons such as in magnetite can also trap vibrations. If conditions are right, those vibrations can be played back, potentially in an audio format, a video format, or both. Activate the vibration, and you can see these quote-unquote residues of the past. These are not spirits, but merely a playback. And it's a very interesting theory that I hope gets more and more studies focused on it. And like I said, these types of hauntings are the most common. People will see someone walking through a wall where there was once a door, or people will see a murder or a traumatic event playing over and over and over again, and they think that the ghost is trapped for all eternity in this traumatic event, where, in my opinion, we're just watching a playback of that traumatic event over and over again, and thankfully the ghost isn't reliving it again and again and again. Okay, so the next one is an intelligent haunting. And this is when the ghost is aware of its surroundings or a person and can interact and communicate with us. Very simple. It's, you talk to a ghost, it talks back to you. 
or you say something to another person in that room and you hear a voice later on as an EVP. So let's move on to the next one. Finally, we have a poltergeist haunting. These are more violent hauntings where things are thrown, people are scratched, and poltergeist hauntings generally follow a specific person no matter where they go. Oddly, more and more paranormal investigators are noticing that poltergeist hauntings generally are associated with young adolescent girls. Oh, and a side note, there are also demonic hauntings, so that one's pretty self-explanatory. Okay, so with that bit of information, let's get to the ghost stories that you guys sent in. First of all, thank you so much again for sending in the stories. I know I've gotten a bunch of them. These are only a few. These are a sample. If you don't hear yours on this one, don't worry. I'll get to it, I promise. Okay, so the first story is, Hello, I'm an overnight nurse at a fairly old hospital. Sadly, because of this, I'm a witness to many deaths. I have personally witnessed many people talking about the shadows getting closer or coming for them, or shadow people standing just behind me or just outside the room when I tend to the patients on my round. Also, strangely enough, when a patient does mention the shadows, usually within 24 to 48 hours, that person passes away. I was pretty freaked out the first few times I heard this, but the other nurses who have been there for years told me it's common in hospitals and it's quote-unquote just one of those things. Our next story comes from an international listener, and here it is. Hi, I don't know if this is long enough or scary enough for your podcast, but me and my flatmates moved into a flat that is really, really old. Unlike America, our flats go back hundreds of years. One night, while getting ready, I heard my flatmates coming up the stairs and I called out, What's the plans for tonight? They didn't answer, so I kept getting dressed when I heard a guy say, You're a pretty one. I gasped and turned around, and no one was there. I thought my flatmates were messing with me, so I went to their rooms, then around the entire place, and no one was home. Their cars weren't even outside. To this day, I don't know who I heard walking, or worse, talking to me as I got dressed. Eek. Next up, Hi, I love your podcast, and this isn't why I chose that one, I swear. But anyhow, hi, I love your podcast. My house sounds a bit like yours, where I hear creaking or footsteps from the attic, but just like you, I'm not afraid or worried about my ghost. It doesn't seem to want to hurt me, and every so often it'll knock something off the top of the fridge or open a pantry, but nothing too scary. Anyhow, thanks for the podcast. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, and thank you for listening. I'm so glad that you have a friendly-ish ghost as well, and please keep us posted on your uh, house ghost, if you will. Oh, also, if you're listening to this episode, I hope you are, if you want to write back, give us some more information. Do you think that the ghost is a guy? Is it a girl? Have you tried to find out the ghost's name? Have you ever seen the ghost? Any kind of information, I would love to hear back from you. The next story. Hi, I hope you like my little ghost story. While on vacation, I went to the Smithsonian Museum. It's amazing, and we'll go back, but while I was there, I talked to an old guy looking at some of the stuff in there. He was nice and quiet, and we didn't really chat about anything in particular, just pleasantries. However, when I walked into the next room of the museum, I told my husband about the lonely old guy I'd just met, and when my husband looked into that room, there was nobody there. We walked back to the only place the old guy could have walked, and we couldn't find him. It wasn't crowded enough to lose him in the crowds, so we just don't know where he could have gone. I am convinced I talked with a ghost, and my husband is convinced I either made it up or I'm crazy. Anyhow, keep up the great work. What's odd about this one is I've heard that the Smithsonian is haunted, so who knows? Perhaps you did talk to a ghost there. I don't know how really to separate these ghost stories, so here's the next one. Hi, Curtain Dog. Thanks for the podcast. 
Well, I say hi back and Stitch. Well, Stitch, Stitch just coughed as if on cue. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Anyhow, uh, hi, Curtain Dog. Thanks for the podcast. I have heard footsteps in my grandmother's house when only she and I are there. And, of course, my grandmother never hears them, which makes me wonder how often they happen. These aren't the house settling or rats or mice or anything. They are clearly footsteps coming upstairs, coming from upstairs. The last time it happened, I ran right upstairs. And I looked in every room and every closet to make sure there wasn't anyone up there. And, of course, there wasn't. I never get a bad feeling in the house, so I don't know what to think, but I'm not worried, and my grandmother doesn't believe in this kind of stuff, so she isn't worried either. Thanks again. Okay, here is a short one about Ouija boards. Just for the record, I don't think, I, this is me, Kurt Sambig, I don't think anyone should be playing with Ouija boards. And if you do decide to do it, make sure you know how to protect yourself and close it out so the spirit you were talking to doesn't stay with you after you put the board away. Just for the record, Ouija boards or things that you connect with on Ouija boards lie to you. They aren't what you think they are. I've heard many, many stories in the past about people playing with fun spirits or nice spirits on the Ouija board only to have bad things happen to them later on. So, for the record, I don't think anyone should be playing with Ouija boards, but... Here we go. Hi. My friends and I were playing with the Ouija board at a sleepover, and at first I thought it was lame, but then the candle started flickering and a couple went out even though there wasn't a breeze in the room. And then we heard knocking and banging from all over the house. We didn't hear anything like this before we started playing with the Ouija board, and I know we contacted something with it. I won't go near a Ouija board ever again because I was so freaked out. Thank you. You know what? That's good that you won't go near another Ouija board. Like I say, they're bad news. Only play with them if you know what you're doing. And again, I don't really think it's playing with them. I think you're contacting something from the other side that probably isn't good. Next up, hi. Our summer cottage is haunted by a spirit. When we first got it, everything was fine. But then I started noticing the front door would be wide open when we came back from the lake, even though I know I closed and locked it. My first thought was that someone had a key or was breaking into the place as soon as they saw us leave for the day. But then the front door started opening while we were home. The whole family were in the living room watching TV when we clearly heard the front door slam open. I guess that's what you call it when it opens so loudly and abruptly. I jumped up and ran out the door and no one was around. From then on, the front door would open or close on its own and we would come back home to find things like our shoes, or blankets stacked up in the middle of the living room. Okay, what is it with ghosts always stacking things? Again, I've heard this story over and over again of people finding things stacked, like shoes don't understand why ghosts feel the need to stack things. What kind of ghost OCD is it? But anyhow, back to the story. I never heard or, I'm sorry, I never saw or heard any spirit, but things like these kept happening for years at our cottage, and no one but me will stay in it alone. And I've saved the scariest, well, scariest to me anyway, the scariest story for last. And here it is. Hi, I've never seen a ghost, but I'm pretty sure my son sees them. He talks to the ceiling or to, quote-unquote, someone in the room when none of us see anyone. And as if that isn't freaky enough, I heard my son arguing with someone in his room. And when I went to check on him, I heard him yelling no to someone. And when I walked into the room, he was talking to the ceiling. 
I asked him who he was arguing with, and he said no one. As this was happening, our dog came into the room and looked up and started growling, and his cackles went up. The dog was looking up at the exact spot my son was just yelling at, right to the ceiling where my son was just arguing. It terrified me, so I told my son not to talk to them anymore and to come into the living room with me. Thankfully, that was a few months ago, and my son hasn't done that again. It still terrifies me every time I put my son to bed. What could be above me in the ceiling? Thank you again. So there you have it. That's the first episode of Listener's Ghost Stories, and I loved every one. I didn't say anyone's first name because no one said one way or another to do it or not to do it. So going forward, if you'd like credit, please just let me know if it's okay to use your first name. I'll only keep it to your first name. And please keep sending them in. The You're a Pretty One is spooky as hell and freaked me out. And sadly, I've heard about the hospital shadow people before, so that one didn't surprise me at all. Oh, and I've actually had a similar museum experience, but on the Queen Mary myself. One time when I was looking at the captain's room in the Queen Mary, they have them, they have them paneled off. There's, a, uh, there's plexiglass between the rooms so they can create what the rooms used to look like back in the day. So anyhow, I was looking at the captain's room, and it was a real quiet day on the Queen Mary, so I kind of had the place to myself, so I was just wandering around by myself. Um, but while I was looking in there, I saw a reflection of someone standing right behind me. So I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, let me get out of your way. And when I turned around, nobody was there. It was literally just me in that room. No one could have snuck in and out in that time. It took me to quickly turn around and apologize for standing in someone's way. So I've had a little museum experience myself. Well, anyhow, that is the first edition of Listener's Ghost Stories. I know it's a shorter episode, and I really apologize. I really wanted it to be about a 20-minute episode, so I'm keeping it around that mark, give or take. But anyhow, thank you again. If you have ghost stories of your own, please feel free to send them in to me, like I said. Once again, I'm Kurt Samvig, and thank you for listening to Paranormal Almanac. (laughs) 